0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Alright, welcome to another episode of the Walk Up with Francisco Super Hype from my guest today, drafted in the fifth round by the Toronto Blue Jays, a catcher in the organization, uh, Louisville guy, Zach Britton. How you doing, bro?
0: good
1: man how are you good? <laughs> man uh, it's all good i'm doing well man i'm doing well it's been a good it's been a good day uh like we were talking about right before we got on here this whole time change thing has kind of been i'm gonna blame just like the last couple of things on the, on the on time change that's what we'll do we'll go for time change but uh as i was saying we, well message you i said you we might be this might be an un- unofficial louisville podcast now i've had you uh kate McClure on. um who else nick bennett like I mean, shout out to myself for just grinding in the podcast world and getting sweet guests, but you know, whatever. Uh, how's the, How's your off season been?
0: No, it was It was really good. Um, I was back home in, in Indiana and was able to like, get a lot of good work in. And and those those guys are two good guests, so hopefully I keep the Louisville name up there. So
1: yeah, no, I so for for uh, for Kay McClure, he had tweeted. I don't know if you remember, Draymond Green had said something about he was complaining about travel and then. Uh, he he quote tweeted him like you know well yeah. in the minor league we do this and that and like we don't complain. Um, yeah. So I, I I shouted him out said hey you know come on the pod to talk about it. So he came on. Uh, so that's kind of how I got in contact with him. And then I I messaged Nick, um, maybe a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago actually, and I had him on the pod. Um, cool, good guys, like super good guys. Like like i said, we good. might we might be an unofficial Louisville podcast. Now I'm actually going to go for Louisville this year. Like I mean I'm not I've never really been into college baseball. I'm getting into it. Like, yeah. the squad looks good, you know. Uh, you can, you heard it here first, like, World Series. That's it. It's, it's happening. Oh. Okay. And if it does, I'm probably the good luck charm. I w- I'll say that. You know, I'll put it out in the air, you know, if, if it happens.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, they they got a good team this year. Louisville's a great program, and you're one of the first people that I've heard say it right that's not from there. So Yeah. Oh, USC. well, I'll,
1: I'll say this. The first time I did, I said Louisville, and someone else on a different podcast had mentioned, like, He's like, uh, oh, Louisville. And I'm like, wow, oh, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So the next two guys I've had, I've, I've said it right. But, yeah. uh, so how, how has your off season been? Like, what have you been up to? Um,
0: I mean, my biggest goals in the off season were just to clean some things up defensively, um, uh, made a couple changes to the swing, but really just to get myself in a really efficient launching position and, um, was able to get a lot of good work in and get my body ready to play 140 games this season. So, really excited for the season to come and super ready to start playing
1: yeah no for sure uh so let's talk about you know starting from the beginning in high school or actually earlier than that like when did you start playing ball and like when did you realize like you're pretty good at it
0: um i think i started seriously playing like travel ball um probably around nine or ten but i think when i was seven or eight um i think everybody that i was playing with my family and myself knew that you know, this was a passion of mine, and I obviously had some skills at it, and I was adept. And I picked up on things pretty quickly, and it's all I wanted to do mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Was, was go out to the field and hit and practice with my dad. So from a pretty early age, I would say seven or eight, I knew I knew this is what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, since then, I've been working at it constantly.
1: For sure. Um, there you go. And Indiana's, like, loaded with talent. Like, I mean, looking at your, your high school, you had Brian on your team. Were you guys just like absolutely crushing like other the competition in, in high school?
0: Uh yeah, we my freshman and freshman year, um, when both of us were healthy and playing together, I was catching him. He was yeah, he was pitching once or twice a week. Yeah, we were we were loaded. We had a lot of a lot of collegiate athletes and multiple different sports. And uh, but like you said, Indiana is loaded with talent everywhere. So you know, once once we got into the state tournament, we were playing guys going all over mm-hmm. um, for play because. Like you said, there's a ton of talent, a ton of talent in Indiana, and it's one of those states that don't re- doesn't really get a lot of love, but ha- has produced a ton of great players. And there's several players from Indiana in the Blue Jays or- organization. So,
1: did you play any of those guys like in high school?
0: Or no? Um, Nick Podkle, Um, I think I played against them. Um, like at one of the Indiana Bulls, we had like a scrimmage against the older older group. I think I played against them and a long time ago I was probably 15 I think he was 17
1: okay right on so you and Brian were you guys just like the big dogs on campus because like you obviously he's a stud pitcher you're a stud catcher you guys just kind of run the score or is it football
0: football (laughs) no he him more than me because he was uh I mean he was a d1 caliber basketball player too so okay yeah if you know anything about Indiana basketball is takes everything so yeah um, and I played too. I was pretty good, but I stopped playing to kind of pursue this. And but he was like I said, a D one caliber basketball player. So um, yeah, he had that going for him too.
1: Was he getting offers too for uh, for basketball? Yeah, yeah. I, th-
0: I think he had a handful of Division one offers from from some pretty good schools too.
1: So then, at, w- at what point did you commit to co- uh, to uh, college? And how was that process picking Louisville? Cause I mean, and how was the recruiting process? Cause I, like, what are they even, what do they just say? Are they just like, Hey, here's our record. You want to join the club?
0: <laughs> no, I think, uh, I'm trying to think. I, it was at the beginning of my sophomore year. Okay, I had just went to uh, a PBR showcase, futures games, um, a couple weeks or maybe a month prior and they saw me there and really liked me. And Brian was already committed at the time to Louisville. And, uh, the coaches reached out to him and, and asked him how I was as a player and as a person. And, Um, you know, he he told him how I was, and that got him interested, and they came and watched me play a couple times and uh, did well in front of them, and, you know, got down to campus. um, You know, they they took me to a football game. um, You know, I got to see all the facilities and everything like that, and it was uh, really, really cool. And one of my my first visits um, anywhere, but just fell in love with the coaching staff and just the culture that was there and decided that was the place for me.
1: That's awesome. How was that football game? Because obviously, football, like college football, is a whole different vibe.
0: Yeah, I think it was. Uh, it was actually the first year that Louisville was in the ACC, so it was a football game against Miami, the U. Yeah, uh, it was blackout, so everybody was wearing black. It was sick. Dude,
1: that's dope. That's dope. So then, after going there, how many other uh, schools did you visit? Um,
0: after I visited Louisville, I don't think I visited okay. another. But before beforehand, I visited several
1: was there any other school that was kind of like you know maybe in co- in competition with louisville or you're like no this is pretty much it like i'm gonna go to the school
0: uh yeah there was there was probably like i said a handful um that i was looking at but once i went to louisville and, and got to talk to coach mac and coach snyder the, the hitting coach at louisville yeah. I, I knew that was the place for me and the talent that was there i knew that i was going to be competing every day so yep, yep. once i got there it was kind of a no-brainer for me and it was close enough to home where mom and dad could come watch me play at that one.
1: So let's talk about this. I mean, you, you were at one point in high school. Um, you weren't, you were forbidden from taking batting practice. I was, I was reading up on there, you know, credit to myself for doing some good research on you, which is kind of hard. I'll say this. I type in Zach Britton and like, <laughs> I had to like uh, go through all these other Zach Britton before I get yeah. to, to you, Zach Britton. But, uh, so, uh, what is, what is that story about? Like you were forbidden from taking batting practice at one point in high school.
0: Yeah. So, um, we, we played at a park, our, our high school did. We played at our town park, great, great stadium and everything. But, uh, we, we had like a row of, of houses behind the street, behind, uh, like center field and right field. There's a street that runs across and a row of houses. And during BP, I was notorious for my last round. I was, I was, aiming for the houses yeah so a couple of weeks of that um and and i would always go to the field with my dad too and i'll just kind of pepper the houses yeah. whatever and uh a couple of weeks of doing that during the season the, the homeowners got pretty mad so they they did all kinds of things at first they put up a temporary fence in front of the house and that didn't work and then we had shaggers go in the yard of the house to try to catch the balls before they hit the house. That didn't work. So Jeez. eventually I think they ended up pushing, pushing me back to the, to the backstop, which was like 50 feet behind home plate. Yeah. So I think that worked a little bit.
1: Jeez, so you were absolutely, absolutely just launching balls then.
0: Yeah. A little bit.
1: That's insane. That's electric. So, I mean, were you breaking windows? Were you like denting cars? Like what was going on?
0: Oh, uh, you just
1: hitting kids. All- like,
0: No, I, I, uh, I hit some cars, hit, hit some roofs for sure. (laughs) Jeez. Okay. So what was your
1: coach? Like, what was that conversation that like with your coach when he's telling you like, look, dude, like you got to stop. These guys are complaining, but at the same time, you're like, look, this is what I do. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think he wasn't, I can't remember exactly what he said. Justin, Justin Tucker was the head coach. Um, he was the assistant principal at the time too. So whatever he said, I listened to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, he told me, he just said, yeah, from now on, you're, you're hitting back here on a mat. So I did what he told me to do.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. So you had guys out there, like, shagging balls in the yards of, of the people living. So how do who was doing that then? How do you get how do you recruit guys to do that? It was coaches like, hey, like, y'all just got to go out there?
0: <laughs> I think it was. I think it was it
1: detention some... for some kids who weren't behaving?
0: No, I think it was uh, some pitchers during their BP okay. run. Instead of hitting, they'd go
1: out there and shag. Jeez, that's crazy. So you were pretty much just a legend in your town then, hated and loved by everyone. Um, an absolute legend. That's incredible. Um, so you go to Louisville. Um, that that school is an absolute powerhouse. Obviously, they're incredible. Um, and like I said, this might be the unofficial Louisville podcast. Um, <laughs> how was it joining, like, a stacked team then? Because, like, obviously you're on the Blue Jays now with a stacked roster. Um, right. How was it going into that and trying to, like, sh- you know, prove yourself?
0: Um. I mean, you, you always hear about, you know, being a, being a small fish in a big pond. Yeah. Um, obviously in, in high school, I'm from a small town. So I was a big fish in a small pond and I got to Louisville and my, you know, my first year it was, it was kind of a, a shock to me. I'd never been around that many people, mm-hmm. never been in a city before, really um, a big city like that. Um, so it was different. It was different for sure. There was, you know, a lot of things that changed in my routine and, um, what I needed to do to make myself a better player and but like I said before there there were so many good players that you can learn a lot um, and that, that's one of the biggest things I took away There's when you play with guys that are super talented whether they be pitchers or hitters mm-hmm. or other catchers you can always pick pick things up from them just by asking questions and watching them every day and obviously competing with them every day so you know it it was great for me to to learn from a a great group of guys and we had some some upperclassmen when I was when I was a young guy going through the program that I could really look up to and, and ask questions whenever I needed. And that was huge for me and my development.
1: So you mentioned like asking questions like who was somebody there who maybe took you under the wing and kind of like showed you the ropes as like a, a freshman there?
0: Uh, my freshman year, I think uh, Pat Romoro. He was a junior catcher when I first got there. Um, Zeke Pinkham was another junior catcher when I first got there. I learned a lot from those guys, just watching them go about their business. Um, other hitters Logan Wyatt was a second rounder to the, the Giants he was a sophomore um, Josh Stowers who's with the Rangers now um, Devin Mann with the Dodgers that those guys were were great dudes to go to with anything about hitting and and they helped me progress my swing a lot and in my approach as well
1: so you obviously went from um, playing infield to catcher then like to the outfield like what was that process and like um, what is your favorite position to play? And as like is there a huge obviously there's a difference, but like what is maybe the biggest difference between like catching and then going playing it elsewhere?
0: Yeah, so I I grew up a catcher. Um, pretty much pretty much my whole whole life. I played catcher in outfield and some infield too, but kinda you know, I could play wherever, but catching was my primary. Um, and I went to college as a catcher, played my freshman year as a catcher. Got some outfield time too my freshman year, but uh, had groin surgery in the mm-hmm. summer after my freshman year. And I, I didn't end up getting cleared to actually play in a game until January or February going into my sophomore season. So I kind of sat down with the coaches and they asked me what I wanted to do. And me not being truly completely healthy yet um, to get back there and, and take the pounding that I would have taken on my, on my groins and um, my hips. I thought, you know, I could go out and play in the outfield. I could, I could DH, I could yeah. play whatever position, but catching for me at this point probably wasn't the best thing to do for my body. Um, so my sophomore year and junior year, I strictly pretty much played outfield and kind of fell in love with it out there and got pretty comfortable and, and uh, really started to enjoy it. And then when I got drafted by the Blue Jays, they saw uh, they saw the potential behind the plate as a guy who can hit, throw, run, yeah, and have a lot of tools behind the plate. So to answer your question about what's my favorite, catching is my favorite because okay. you can be involved in every single pitch. Now, when you when you play in the outfield, depending on who you're playing, you, four innings might go by and you're, you haven't seen a ball. Yeah. even come close to you. So, yeah, catching is definitely my favorite. You have an impact on every pitch in the game.
1: So then, as a catcher, like what do you, what would you prefer? What would you find more exciting, like throwing out a runner at second base, or maybe getting like a big hit in the game? because like, you're emotionally, like, what do you feel like? like that's that's what I just did.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I love throwing guys out, and yeah. I've worked really, really hard this past offseason on transfer work, arm strength, taking care of the arm, done done a lot of drive line, um, arm care, and ply balls. But getting a big hit in the game there's there's nothing that comes close to for me. It's seventh inning on you need a big hit I'm I'm ready to go so you, that's that's yeah. takes off
1: Oh for sure so this is what I need you to do though uh next time you throw out a runner though just throw up a W and like you know and they'll be like everyone's going to wonder what it was it's for the walk-off. I, I, walk I, off I I don't know yeah. I don't know what it is Blue Jays fans are going to be like what is this guy doing what does that even <laughs> mean they're going to be googling it like what does a W mean and they're going to find me that's all right yep. so I'll I'll be looking out for that too the next time you throw someone out I'm going to be looking for that um, you mentioned it. batting um, six inning or later. I saw a stat. You batted three seventy seven um, uh, six inning or later. Like, what goes into just being like such a clutch like hitter heading into the late innings, where like obviously the game gets so much more important?
0: Yeah, I think I think I take I take a lot of pride in that. Um, you know, when it, when it's a tough situation or a really good pitcher late in the game, I I want to be the guy in the box. Yeah, um, I want the bat in my hand. I want I want to be able to you know take control of the game. I think ever since I was a young kid in the backyard, hitting with my dad, I was, I was always telling myself, Hey, this is the bottom of the ninth winning runs on second, tying runs on third, two, mm-hmm. two outs, two strikes. Like I've, I've been doing it since a kid and and that's, that's what I love.
1: That's awesome. Um, so let's talk about the draft experience then. So how obviously um, it's 2020 it's a COVID year. The draft is short and- Like, I've had guys on here who didn't get drafted that year. They got signed, had a couple guys on who had to get signed as free agents, um, undrafted. Mm -hmm. But you were one of the guys who, I wouldn't even say lucky, because you obviously earned this. Um, So what was that draft experience like? And at any point did you start to get nervous? Because you drafted in the fifth round, the last round. Mm -hmm. So at any point, were you kind of getting nervous? Like, oh, man, like, is this going to happen or not?
0: Um, no, I I wouldn't say I was nervous. I I knew that I was going to get pipped. Um... I actually had some deals set up okay. uh, in the early, earlier rounds uh, from other teams that I thought were gonna happen and they kind of passed through and once that happened I was like oh yeah I don't know what's going on um, but that, that's just how the draft works you, you never truly know what's gonna happen and um, you no, know, once once I uh, once the blue jays pick in the fourth round happened thought I was going you know two picks behind them and and my agent calls me and says hey if you don't get picked here in the fourth um, you're going to the blue jays with hundred thirty six pick in the fifth so after after their fourth round pick and I, I knew i was going to them um and, and super happy that i did so. yeah
1: that's incredible so were your parents aware of these conversations or were you just kind of letting them stress that a little bit
0: uh i, mean, I don't really remember I, I can't i think they knew okay. i think they knew but like as parents like they they were more nervous than i was oh absolutely you know, they they were way more nervous than i was and once my name got called, Coach Mack, actually the head coach of Louisville, was on on screen yeah, giving an interview uh, when I got picked. And we kind of looked at each other uh, and we're like, there's no way that he's still going to be on. Yeah, The Blue Jays have their pick. And he keeps talking, keeps talking, picks keep rolling in. And I get a call from my agent. And he's like, hey, you watching? And I said, yep. And he's like, it's about to happen. So he stayed on and and they announced the pick with him on on screen. And it was really cool.
1: Does that make it so much more special than having him on there? Cause obviously, you know, you grinded for him for
0: a couple of years and. yeah, no, it was, it was, um, you know, kind of a, a culmination of all the, all the hard work that I put in, you know, on his team. And then kind of took me back to when I was a sophomore, mm-hmm. um, in high school, when, when I was sitting across the table from him and he asked me what my goals were and I told him to, to play in the big leagues. And right. when I got picked, and, and he was on screen, you know, it was kind of a, you know, just a culmination of emotions and, and memories that kind of popped in it was it was a, a lot it was overwhelming for sure but it was an amazing moment
1: yeah so the truth true circle like did you cry like what was the emotion like on your side oh, yeah. okay cool
0: yeah yeah i, I for sure did I, I broke down a little bit um which you know it's just a ton of emotion i had people calling me left and right it was it was really cool and probably the best moment of my life so far
1: so was your phone just absolutely blowing up
0: Yeah, yeah. I had hundreds of messages, numbers I never saved. I, I had a ton of people that texted me and um, called me. I don't think I returned some of them still, but yeah, um, no, yeah. It was it was blown up after that.
1: Did you have like a um like a a draft party at or at uh, at your house or no? No,
0: no. no, It was um it was it was me and my parents. I I'm super superstitious, like crazy superstitious. So like I did not want any any anybody jinxing anything or anything like that
1: oh that's that's what's up okay like i said this is the true circle obviously with the the money wasn't the exact or with covid everything was kind of different but like you got a decent amount of money like what was the first dumb thing you bought with that like when Mm. you just like
0: you're like all right i'm gonna just this is what i'm doing um i I didn't i haven't really made any big purchases i uh, yeah I, i did um I, I work with Big League Advance. Okay. I I, did, I deal with Big League Advance, and I got a nice car. But you know, I'm I'm have a lot of investments and yeah. in, in a lot of different places that's, that's growing awesome. for me. So that's nothing nothing too crazy. Okay. I, I have a nice car, but yeah, hey,
1: car, cars nice. What kind of car do you get?
0: Uh, I got a Mercedes uh, GLC There you AMG. go. There you go. Yeah. See
1: that will work. That's good. That's, that's <laughs> nice. I asked one guy this, he said, oh, you know, I got a car and then I got this chain. I'm like, there you go. Get a little drip, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. You, need, you need a chain. Everybody needs a chain.
1: That's what's up. That's what's up. So um, how was the adjustment then from like going and playing in the ACC where like the facilities are nice, the travel is nice to the minor leagues where it's just an absolute grind?
0: Yeah, no, it's um. it was different. It was different for sure. I think in college it's more tailored to the student athletes. Mm-hmm. Everything's laid out for you. Your routines are the team routines um, you're taken care of. Catered to in the minor leagues, it's it's up to you to figure out what you need to do to get ready. Mm-hmm. You know, So I think there was a little bit of a learning curve for me last year, just trying to figure out, you know, what what do I need to do as a player to get ready? Um, whether that be, you know, extra work defensively before the game, extra work hitting in the cage before the game whatever it may be just to get me ready to play that night. And then obviously recovering the best that I can after the game. Cause you got another one to play. You got to be at the field in 12 hours to play it. So yeah, that that was the biggest thing that I had to learn was just, you know, how do I get my body right for the next day after the game?
1: That's what's up. And I, I asked Kay that, then he's like, yeah, I said, how was the minor league? What was your first thought? And he's like, I wish I was back in college. <laughs> I, <was laughs> like, I could feel that. Cause you know, ACC is nice, you know, um, and then yeah. going right to the minors. Um, was there any like location in the minor leagues where you're like this city, I have no idea where I'm at, like I'm in the middle of nowhere, like where am I like any fun stories?
0: No, not not yet, not yet. I'm sure that, I'm sure there'll be some yeah, um but i was we were pretty fortunate last year we were in the in the Florida State League mm-hmm. or the old Florida State League, I guess, so I guess it was Southeast League last year, but um no nah, the travel was super easy. We were all in Florida, so. Uh, I think our furthest trip was, you know, four hours, and it was and it was a quick, easy bus ride, and we didn't really go anywhere that I haven't been to yet. So okay. I'm sure there, I'm sure there will be some stories here in the future.
1: Oh yeah, you're gonna hear them. You're gonna you're gonna have these. Yeah. You're gonna experience these stories, and like in the middle of nowhere, where you're like, where am I? Like these hotels that like you got bed bugs or something, and like <laughs> in the middle, of just absolutely like middle of nowhere towns where like that's that's just. An experience. you yeah you'll, you'll,
0: i've heard it. some i've heard some horror stories oh, yeah, but yeah. I, haven't, I haven't had any happen to me yet knock on wood
1: have you had any like uh interesting like fan interactions because like obviously in the minor leagues like the fans are all up on you um do they ever like trip at you when you're you know catching in the back
0: <laughs> <laughs> um not not too much okay. um in college different story yeah okay um florida state Okay, i remember yeah. my freshman year that was that was brutal um they got on you a little bit there um Ole miss um texas tech and, and those fields too like texas tech when i was catching there it was like a six foot backstop mm-hmm. so they're on top of you yeah and you can hear every word that they're saying and if you tell people you can't you're lying yeah so um Definitely in college I had it, but not, not so much in pro ball. They're a little bit more relaxed and they just want to see good baseball happen.
1: Well, yeah. When you got the college kids out there, you know, that's, it's a different story too sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, Um, No, doubt. no, What are some of the, what are the, some of the things they would say to you then like when you're, when you're back there, like what are some of the good chirps?
0: Uh, There are so many. Um, There was one. um, I, I think. I, I had a pass ball or was a wild pitch or something. And I just, for six innings straight, just got worn out by the fans. About one one wild pitch or pass ball. I just, I'll never forget that. That was a tech, Texas Tech in the regional. And, yeah, Texas Tech went on to beat us, I think, yeah, two games in a row. But, yeah, those, those fans were ruthless. That's for sure. They, they had good memories, that's for sure.
1: That's incredible. So now that you're a full-time catcher, are are you full-time catcher? I guess, or are, do they Blue Jays have you playing at all in the outfield? Are you just primarily? Yeah, I'll,
0: I'll play. I'll play here and there in the outfield, but primarily catching. you.
1: Yeah. Uh, what are some adjustments then that you you have to make, kind of going from from college ball to to now full-time catcher in the minors?
0: I think I think the biggest thing, like I kind of touched on it, but just the recovery aspect, taking care of the body, taking care of the arm, legs, making sure that when you when you go to bed, that when you wake up, you're going to be ready to play the game, um, and, and feel feel like it's opening day. So, that's been a huge emphasis of mine is just taking care of the body, getting in as best shape as I can, and just get ready to play every single day in the box. All right, so, it's good to
1: know. It's good to know. So, uh, on the flip side, then is there anyone who absolutely just owns you, and you look and you walk out to the plate like you're just like, oh man, this is uh, this is not going to happen?
0: No, no. I, I think I think for me. Um, my, my biggest, my biggest, uh, strength as a hitter is just confidence. Mm-hmm. When I step in the box, I don't think that, that there's anybody in the world that can get me out. And if I get out, then it's on me, not yeah. on him. So I think you have to have that mentality. Yeah. And I think if you don't, then you're already beat when you step in the box. Um, so that, that's kind of how I look at it. And that's what helps me when I get in the box, there's, there's nobody that's going to beat me.
1: I get that. I get that. So you talked about superstitions and you're superstitious. That's good. I mean, baseball players are superstitious. I mean, as fans, like I'm a superstitious person. Uh, what are some of the superstitions that you have or maybe like pregame rituals that you absolutely have to follow? Otherwise, like your day's ruined.
0: Um, Tape. Tape's a big one. So, like, I have to have the same amount of tape on my left, left wrist. Got to wear the arm sleeve on the right. Have to. Yeah. If it's not... If it's not going well for like a two-week period, then I might switch it up. I might go sleeve on the left, mm-hmm, tape mm-hmm. on the right. And if it starts working, then I'm sticking with it until it's not.
1: That's right.
0: That's right. But, yeah, different socks. Like, if, if I'm going good, same pair of socks every day. Obviously, they're getting washed. But uh, same pair of socks. If over oh 4, couple punch-outs, socks in the trash, get new socks. It's electric. Yeah.
1: Okay, so then, what what is like your pregame like routine? Like, what do you what do you do to get ready? Like, you got some certain? What kind of music do you do or listen to to hype yourself up? And like, like, what's your like pregame routine like?
0: Yeah, I think so. Music: Jack Harlow. I like Jack Harlow. Drake, um, was an easy, obvious one. Everybody likes Drake. Uh, Mike Stud. Um, those those three guys. That's that's my pregame playlist for sure. Um, routine wise. Cages, uh, defensive early work, uh, BP, um, you know, and and I have a defense routine every every game that I catch that stays pretty pretty similar throughout the whole season.
1: So like walk up song, like what do you switch that up to then if things aren't working?
0: Yeah, yeah, I have a, I have a couple in the bank that when I'm struggling I'll put it on and I'll usually get hot once I once I use them.
1: What's your go-to song like like if you're struggling like this is the one I'm gonna throw on and I know I'm gonna go over like two for three
0: um, the home run. There's two of them. Okay. Uh, what if I What if I go by Mira Mesa? Okay. I don't know if you heard it. Um, uh, uh, that that was a big one in college. Um, and I used it last year too. I was struggling a little bit. Used it. Started getting hot. There you go. Uh, and then, by far number one for me, Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Like, yeah if i start using that watch um, out about to, yeah we're about to body yeah.
1: bag some pitchers
0: yep exactly yeah.
1: okay yep. that's incredible all right well then i'll have to have to keep a lookout for that as well so obviously you're on now on a team in the organization that's like star-studded, like you know vladdy mm-hmm. you have all these guys boba Shett. um what is it like being in an organization where like they have such high expectations and obviously you as a player in the next couple of years want to just add on to that like additional as an additional star in that in that lineup and
0: yeah i think the biggest thing for me is like i i can't worry about um kind of my perception what i have to worry about is being present in, in every game that i play mm-hmm. every every day in spring training i have to show up and be ready to do what i need to do um so if i if i can take care of myself and take care of the things i need to take care of then that'll speak for itself
1: have you met any of the uh, big leaguers or no
0: Um, yeah, I met, I met a few, um, and and obviously you see those guys walking around and getting their work in, but, um, you know, uh, got to play with a couple last year, Pat Murphy, um, Julian Merriweather came in through for us, um, as a rehab. Rehab, Yep. But, um, no, those guys are always around and whenever you get the chance, it's great to talk to them and pick their brain.
1: What are the, what are some of the questions you would ask them these like veteran, players or who's you know coming down for like rehab like because obviously that's an experience that you typically don't have
0: yeah uh well my my favorite thing to do is always ask guys what their approach is um what they think about in the box um and and you'll notice like a lot of the best hitters they give pretty similar answers Mm -hmm. um and then obviously pitchers are just as important to ask what what they see in hitters so you know they some of the pitchers that have been around this spring training since since early February, I've I've been picking their brains every time I get the chance of what they say with not only me but with other guys what they're looking at and how to attack hitters. Not only does that help me offensively, but it helps me learn how to call the game behind the plate.
1: And I mean, so what is your favorite? What has been your favorite game to catch then? Because obviously, as a catcher, you're you're guiding that pitcher along. Like, what has been your favorite moment as a catcher?
0: Ooh, ever. Um,
1: Let's say, let's say like a uh, college and up then at uh, college in the last several years.
0: Um, that's a tough one. I've never had anybody throw no hitter yet, uh, as a professional. Um, but I, I love when the guy's just rolling when yeah. I, when a guy's just three up, three down, just carving that that's, I can't really say one in particular moment, but, um, now when when a guy's feeling good and he's punching everybody out and he's moving quick, love it.
1: That's incredible. Um so obviously you're you're an organization, you're a top you fifth round pick, a high draft pick um to get like fans in your DMs asking you to sign stuff and autograph this and like, what is the weirdest thing they've asked you to autograph? <laughs>
0: um so yeah, to answer the first question, yeah, I get a lot of people in the in the requests asking me for for cards to sign and stuff like that, which usually I'll sign them. If they send them to the complex, I'll, yeah. I'll sign them usually. But um, especially if it's a kid, I'll, I'll sign anything for a kid. But yeah, uh, somebody last year, I, I, the kids are always asking for bats, and I'm like, dude, I I, I can't give you a bat. Yeah. That I need these. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I hit a homer. Uh, yeah, I hit a home run last year in in a late game. I think it was like a one to nothing game, and I had I had a solo homer. And the kid came up to me after the game, and he was like, hey, can you sign my sign my forehead? <laughs> I was like, no, I'll, I'll sign a ball, or yeah, I'll, yeah, sign yeah. A, I'll sign a glove, but I don't think your mom would be too happy if I signed your forehead.
1: How, like, Was he like a younger kid? Like, how old is he? <laughs> yeah, he
0: was probably like 10. Jeez. Yeah.
1: A forehead. Okay,
0: okay. Well, yeah, hey, I you're going to get a... Huh? Yeah. I think a forehead was the was the furthest it got.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, hey, I mean, once you get in the higher levels in the majors, you might get some more more interesting requests there. Um yeah. let's let's end on this then. Like when you're not playing baseball, like what do you do? Are you a golfer? Are you you're COD or Fortnite guy or, or MLB the Show? Like what do you what do you do when you're not playing?
0: Yeah, I um I I do I do a lot of different things. I, I like to work out. Um yeah, if I if I'm not playing, I'm working out every single day. 2 hours a day. Um, i like to read um, i i have a business and looking looking into getting in a, in a couple more so what that's kind, always what kind something of in, is it? uh Britain baseball actually we're gonna oh, have uh, yeah in an in instructional business where uh, train kids do awesome. team practices seminars consultations um, just to you know help kids develop the right way and and yeah. be somebody in these kids lives that they can look up to and get good instruction from but um yeah, I, I think my my free time's usually spent trying to build that and and build myself as a player and, and obviously build the knowledge.
1: Okay. Do you golf at all?
0: Yeah, yeah, big golfer. Big golfer. I haven't got to since I've been down here, but I love to golf.
1: Okay. Yeah, I know uh, like Bennett's a big
0: golfer. Too. Huh? Yeah. I started uh I started playing twenty twenty. Okay. After I got drafted when when the downtime was going yeah. on. Yeah. And taught myself how to swing right-handed so I wouldn't mess up my baseball swing and there you go I'm pretty I'm pretty good I played with Bennett a couple times and yeah there's a couple there's a couple front nines that I've given him given him a run for his money okay bro.
1: yeah dude yeah. I, I look at his Instagram it's like his Instagram story is like every day it's like a different golf course I'm like dude this dude is just living the yeah
0: no nah, <laughs> he can he can play he yeah. can play
1: do you do you uh, play video games at all
0: yeah yeah I uh I just actually recently got a switch, so me and some of the guys have been playing Mario Kart and Smash Bros and stuff like that. But I used to be a big Fortnite guy in college, and obviously played COD a little bit here and there, but not so much anymore. But definitely used to dabble in the video games.
1: Yeah, dude, I, that's that's what I hear a lot. Like, and I'm a big video game guy. Like, I, I play Call of Duty, Fortnite. Uh, I'm not a golfer. Like, I'm a, I uh, I'm terrible at it. Like, I'm not I'm not good at it. It's just something I I got to work on eventually. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, called God, video games is my thing when I'm, I, I like to read too. Like you, you talk about reading, what kind of books do you read? Like
0: fiction, Every, everything. Okay. everything, dude, nonfiction, I, only nonfiction, but everything. Um, right now I'm reading a book called The Confident Mind, um, just teaching yourself how to train confidence and be confident in any situation.
1: That's incredible. Right on mm-hmm. man. Hey, well hey Zach. I, I wanna thank you for coming on. I do appreciate it. Like taking your time. I know you're a busy guy. Um and it's about to get busier now that this the spring training. Like when's your first game? Like when's uh when do you guys um,
0: play? I think it's April eighth.
1: Okay. Oh no, um what are we in? No, like spring training game. When do you guys- oh, spring training game.
0: We actually had our first inter squad today. Okay. Yeah, so did you catch it or no? Yeah, yeah, right. I caught the first three innings and then it was only a six inning game. So Yeah.
1: Right on. Well that's cool, yeah, man.
0: You yeah, said. man. I, I really appreciate you having me on. It's been a pleasure to talk with you.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, Zach. You have a great rest of your day, and uh, I'm gonna keep uh, your friend of the podcast now. So I'll keep in contact, and uh, we'll I'll reach back out to you sometime, and uh, we'll we'll keep in contact.
0: Appreciate it, man. All I'd right, be bro. happy to hop back on for sure.
1: Absolutely. Are right. you have a good you have a good night, man.
0: You too. All right, bye.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe.